But no. So, Palm Springs direct was it directed by Andy? No, I don't think so. I know it's their production company, which I didn't even know they had. But I think that's awesome. Well, they do. They have a development deal with Netflix, and but it's for all these wild sports. Uh, fake documentaries and so they did this whole thing about sosa mcguire and the race to get to the number of balls but then they were both completely roided out and so um andy sabert they always have full frontal male nudity they did one where uh the uh john snow was a tennis player oh okay uh, that's <laughs> on was, hbo that's not Netflix. it was that's very stupid and I did see that one. It was hilarious. Oh, it's HBO. Thank you. Yes, HBO. Yep. And then they did the one about the bike, the bicycling, whatever guy. And so same kind of thing. Right. And um, they all kind of have that mentality. But yeah, so that is the Lonely Island. Here, Springs movie. You know what I Let love about Andy Samberg and his friends yep. on the local island? And I'm really sorry that I can't remember the other two gentlemen's names. Kiev <laughs> and Yorma. Uh, Yorma Takone and um, then Kiev. Akiva Shiver. Yeah. So they come across as, as goofy little boys who like this really sophomore immature kind of sense of humor and yeah they do but the truth of the matter is when you peel stuff away they're actually incredibly smart they have really really progressive things mm-hmm. to say and they're also very progressive in their real life um speaking of which real quick um i don't know if this is twitter being twitter or not or if i missed something but did andy sandberg come out as bisexual because i, um, I keep seeing bisexual Johnson all did. over twitter and i'm like what is happening really i haven't well no i saw that dakota johnson not- came out as bisexual let's see did she yeah but like no like i don't know what people are saying that about andy sandberg in reference to the type of humor he does and that scene in palm springs with him and the black guy but he always i wouldn't be surprised because he always he is so casual when it comes to LGBT themes. Yes. And that's one thing that I really love about him. Because he was just like, yeah, you know, he stuck his dick in my butt. And he was like, I'm really glad I did that with him. He's so sweet. <laughs> and it was just like, just a nice throw it. And then I know. <laughs> so do you think that he slept with the dad? <laughs> no. Um, I think he was just fucking no, with her. So but that was And I think him and Peter, uh, and I can't believe, I always forget his name. Peter... Thank you, yeah. Grayson Franklin. Um, yeah, because uh, I used to get him mixed up with Jonathan Scaife or Shafe or whatever his name is, and um, but that was like back in the nineties. So, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, the dude that used to be married to Christina Applegate. Yes, they do look like he. They look like either you right. know brothers or like that could be his son. What's well, like a Ski Ulrich? Uh, uh, is it Johnny Depp? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. So, um, yeah, let's see. Is there any news about Andy? See, I think he's just a really casual, like you said, uh, chill dude when it comes to sexuality. And so I think people have just assigned to him that he, um, you know. I mean, but he's married with children, so they can. But see, I don't think that he would ever, like, he's never, he's not one that would ever have been, like, offended by that or, um, you know, he'd be exactly. like, oh, it's really I sweet. Think that's what that's what I mean. Yeah, like, 
Exactly. Like, I think if everybody was like, yo, everybody calls you bisexual king on the internet and they love you and, you know, they can't wait to see you with your boyfriend or some bullshit. He'd be like, oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Like, <laughs> like he's yeah. like, I got a wife and kids, but sure, I'm here. I'm here for it. Let's do exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. I think he's got that's that joyful attitude to it. Like, you know, don't deny it. Just say thanks and keep on pushing. <laughs> That's what I hope that uh, Dylan is like, honestly, he's been real, real cool about uh, uh, just gay issues and um, LGBT issues and all that stuff. And he never comments negatively when it comes to anything about, you know, sexuality. And so I'm like, yeah, like, you know, Posey will be the first one to tell you quickly, like, I'm not gay, but and it's like, okay. Girl, Nobody don't, asked don't you about Posey and, and sexuality. Girl, nobody ever asked him, but he made sure we all knew. And like the more look, me think yeah. the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> and I mean, and I mean, there is he's such a cutie. I remember him. when he was obsessed with Hecklin and his body. Yeah. Yeah. And so. it's like, we hear you. Like, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Well, you know what's funny is, so, okay, so we really want Dylan on like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm trying to see if there's anything particular that he's trending about. It did say that Andy Samberg said gay rights, but that's kind of all it said. So, um, yeah, if we see anything. Oh, did you hear about um Brooklyn Nine Nine, how like after? So what are they gonna do? The, the front, well, not after, but okay. They tossed out all their scripts apparently like that they had scripts. written for the season, and was yeah, they had eight scripts already written for the upcoming season, and just chucked them. They were like, "No, nah, we can't go with this anymore," because you know they they their name kept being brought up when people were talking about copaganda, and I was getting real sad because I love that show, but I totally understand. Yes, but, we glorify yeah. police officers, and even in like you know shows that I love, like you know Law and Order and Brooklyn Nine Nine, like we have to cut that shit out, or we have to go cold turkey on these shows and stop watching. Like they have to change, or we have to well, change, and I totally get that. And then when Terry Crews was like, "Yo, we threw out all the scripts that we had written." like eight scripts already for this season and we're just starting from scratch <laughs> like fixing our shit and I and that's what I but love about thing that about show it. because they would do here's the like thing that. that I super love about that show is that they've d had Black Lives Matter episodes they've talked about police accountability mm -hmm. and the way that they have to kind of uh enforce the law and it hasn't been here's a special episode now all these other episodes are going to contradict it it's been a through line throughout every season but see, that I, something I happens oh i'm sorry no i was just saying see i think the opposite like i think that they've had these like very special episodes or moments and then they go back to being you know this like workplace comedy which is well, fine no but uh, not necessarily fine at the time but what I mean is that it doesn't, so it's not like they say, um, oh, uh, Terry is, you know, being discriminated against because he's black and this is the very special episode for that. It's in, 
what I like about it is that throughout the seasons, when they get into another situation, that it's it's kind of, you can tell it's in the back of their mind. Like, oh, are you disrespecting me because, you know, I'm a black couple? Especially with Holt. With him being black and gay, he constantly questions, like, what? You, you're saying this because I'm gay? You're saying this because I'm black? Let me tell you something. And so mm-hmm. it's not something that is... So, yes, they go back to a workplace comedy, but it's still all threaded within that. It's still an extremely diverse kind of, like, work place comedy and they talk about just in when we talk about roses bisexuality it's not something that's said for one episode and then that's it for the entire season she's had a girlfriend she's had you know what i mean so they weave it in it's not just no very special episode nothing else yeah it's totally a progressive show absolutely which is why i love it and i never expected a cop show even a workplace comedy cop show to be that progressive so yes i totally agree uh what i mean is like that terry cruz episode where he got um stopped because he was black and then i felt like there was never really an episode ever that really did that they did their special episode thing and then they went about their business with their funny (laughs) Halloween episodes so like but yes there has been a thrill line of I was going to say because they've even referenced that episode in later episodes and so you know it's not something that is completely dropped now what I was going to say though Mm -hmm. is that what I really love about it is that despite having that they still said we need to take a look another look and we need to see if we can do better and I'm like y'all are doing great right (laughs) <laughs> thank you for thinking hey maybe right. we need to do better toss them and let's start over and let's do this again and so exactly. um, a friend of mine she was like i would love it if they uh just started season eight and it was a post office and nobody made any illusions <laughs> nobody said anything about the change it was just a post office or a bakery <laughs> <laughs> Nobody oh acted like anything. I would actually love if they were EMTs because I could see it oh very easily transitioning to like that hospital see, thing. Oh, you know what? One of my favorite things during this whole um, uh, yes. movement <laughs> recently has been has been EMTs and firefighters. Is like, do not put us in that category. That is not us. We do not behave that way. <laughs> Go somewhere else with that. No, thank you. No, thank you. We put out fires. We do not start them. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, that is not us. We are not police officers. We save kids out of trees and we put out fires. If it's a black cat, if it's a white cat, if it's an orange tabby, we will get her out of the tree. Do not worry about it. <laughs> Firefighters and EMTs have been on. They're like, we don't like them either. I don't even know why y'all would even put us in that category. (laughs) When you say first responders, you better just be talking about EMTs and firefighters. (laughs) Like, and I would die if Brooklyn Nine Nine just showed up as firefighters and that was it. Well, well, they hate firefighters oh, on the show. show, which is why I was like, EMTs, give me an EMT. I would love it. But shoot, if they show up a firefighter, right? I'd be cool with that too. I think that that would be one thing I do love about this time, and it's so interesting, is that we really are at this precipice of imagining 
things that nobody thought was possible. When they first started with defund the police, I know everybody and I was one of them. I was like, how, what does that mean? What does that look like? I don't understand. And it really took seeing like people really break it down and say, we mean this, we mean this, you need social programs. And I'm like, thank God for the people who were locked and loaded. For the people who were like, oh, my time is now. Here, let me stick out this binder and show you these ideas I have for the future. Because I was like, I'm still stuck in that. I'm tired. They ain't going to listen to us. <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to go take a nap. And people are like, no, we are ready to stop <laughs> this you. ground. And so, and so I was like, I would not be surprised if Brooklyn Nine-Nine were now a fire station that hated the cops. <laughs> And just went on about the business and nobody said anything. I would would absolutely love it. And so, um, yeah. And so, yeah. I'm really curious how they're going to do this though. But he's so creative. And Andy is one of those people where he literally just keeps getting better. He has the ability to learn from his mistakes. He learns from what works. He learns from what doesn't work. And he is one of the few artists where if he sees that something doesn't work, he's not afraid to strip it and then build it up again. And you'll see a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of entertainers will kind of get in their own way because they'll insist, no, this is funny. You just don't get it. So I'm going to try to make you get it. And Eddie's like, okay, maybe it just isn't funny. Girl. I'm going to find you something funny. <laughs> so we're like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so speaking with Palm Springs, you think that it's going to be just kind of a Groundhog's Day ripoff, you know, and it's certainly an homage. Mm-hmm. But there's so many layers and I loved the way that they repeated the days. I love the kind of fake science mm-hmm. of it all where it was just enough for you to throw it away. Where it was like, we're going to give you just enough to make yeah. you think that, sure, this could happen. And then you can throw it away and just enjoy right. this movie. <laughs> so it was like, cool. Right, cool. exactly. Um, so apparently, uh, Andy was stuck in the loop for over 30 years. There was a, a article that talked about some of the little things about it. And then... Um, I was going to say, where did you get Right? And then Sarah's character was stuck in the loop for 10 years. She took 10 years to figure out the science and all that stuff. And so I said, if there was any flaw with the movie, because it really was short, I think it was under an hour and a half. It was, it was like, really cutting it close and so I'm like they really could have really hit home how long it had been because Andy was like she was like what do you do for your job and he was like I really don't remember and it wasn't the kind of atrophy that we see in the next movie we'll be talking about (laughs) but you know I I I wish that they would have just hit it home a little bit more but so what I thought was interesting, so of course, Tyler Heckling, God bless him. He's just so oh, oh wait, hold on, child. I got I got notes on this. I got notes just, on both the movies. And I and uh, one of my notes just says Hecklet and is underlined three times. Wait, 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 wait. Let me read this his caption, yeah. his IG post. 
Okay. No, go ahead. Go this ahead. is Palm Springs is out oh, on Hulu and drive throughs okay. I absolutely love this movie for what it has to say. I'm incredibly grateful and proud to have been a part of it and to have worked with all the amazing people involved. Enjoy, everyone. We're like, what it has to say about what? What are you talking about, Hecklin? So then we get to his character. Now, exactly. apparently, there were some changes made to the shower scene and I believe to his character on his request. And so this is why. So hmm, as we're starting now, the shower gifs had come out uh, beforehand. And as soon as she oh, woke okay. up, because someone did a steric edit with the shower scenes and I was like, yo, it's working. It's right. work. oh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> as soon as, as uh, those, oh, as so as soon as she woke up and she heard the shower the first time, I was like, huh. And then I think it was when she got to about the second or third time where she was like, I'm going to do the selfless thing and I'm just going to be selfless and this will break me out of the loop. And then she told her sister and I was like, what did she tell her that could be selfless? And I was like, I bet that was heckling in the shower and she told him that she slept with him. But then also that's not selfish and that selfless and that's why it didn't work you stank <laughs> but then, so she just um so exactly. I, I kind of figured out early along that that was going to be his character so then um you know you see him at the wedding and he's very kind of you know nice and very sweet and seems to be so in love with his bride and yada 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 but then you see him at the guy's night and he's like snorting coke and he's like hey mrs boyfriend you want any of this he's like mm, snort and i'm like you don't even know how to snort coke right <laughs> like he's just he's so precious but does he, does he? Oh, oh no oh no every time i think about heckling getting high or getting drunk i remember um first of all there was a rumor that he was at some bar and he got super drunk and he's some waitress had come out and washed, walked away and he was like, I like a girl with a tight cunt and like all this other stuff. And I was like, oh do you remember what, I remember that. what we're talking about? And then um, there was a time when he was in New York with JR and I don't remember why they were there. But he was like, yeah, Tyler Hecklin was real. Uh, he was just real happy and he was dancing, singing country music in the park. And so as the story kept getting added to like Ian added some and then whoever was else added some. And it turned out that he was just wasted <laughs> in central park in the middle of the night, <laughs> singing some country song at the top of his lung, crying his eyes out. And we we're just like, what happened? And so it was before mama and everything. So I don't know. Yeah. See, Heckler's a drinker. He's not. He's, yeah. he's not a person that I think really gets high. Like exactly. Dylan gets high. Heckler's yeah. more of a drinker. Exactly. And I don't. I don't see Heckler. Go ahead. Do you think Heckler asked for changes to his character? Yes. And so because. So first, the girls like um, blah blah blah. We can't. Uh, uh, 
this was really messed up what we did. And then it like dawns on him, you know, he's just like, Oh my God, I'm such a cheater. I'm just like my dad. Or something like that. And I was just like, and then, you know, start crying and give us exaggerated cry face. Or then later when um, him and Andy get in the fight right. the wedding and the fork is in his face. And it's just this real kind of comedic turn. <laughs> and I loved that. I was crying. I was like, yes. Right. And that's what the way that I love when you, when you get Hecklin in his element, he can perform, but there are some things that he just can't get past. And so I think that he would not have been happy if they just made him a complete sleazeball. I think he needed to be to be somewhat mm-hmm. redeemable. And I think that he needed that personally and that mm-hmm. they were willing to kind of write the script that way to kind of accommodate that. See, I find stuff like that to be incredibly annoying. Like, mm-hmm. like when Will Smith, I saw him do this like actors roundtable, and they were asking him why he turned down um, Django Unchained. Not that anybody should do that movie right. because ill. But <laughs> um, they asked him why, and he was just kind of like, "Well, I spoke to Quentin about it, and I wanted this and this change, and I wanted the message to be love and blah blah." I was like, first off, this is how." I know you've been famous way too long and you don't know exactly what you do and why your last 17 movies have been garbage like first off (laughs) say what you want about quentin tarantino (laughs) say what you want about quentin tarantino but there's a reason actors have a desire to work with him and i promise you all of these actors have never changed anything that he's done he's one of these very rare creatures in hollywood in which you if you are presented with his work, you understand it's verbatim. The action and the dialogue and, and what your character is supposed to uh, do and say and speak and move along the story, it's verbatim. There is a reason why there is a, you know, uh, it, there refers to like Tarantino-esque or uh, he's, he's just iconoclastic in his way. So like, that's my first issue, like, that you would even ask, <laughs> like, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> to change his script into some positive Disney so you mess, have, but you like, kind of have, to suit your needs. I think there are two, there are two lines of thoughts here, because I was, I was thinking about that, too, because I was like, depending on the atmosphere, that could get a very bad reaction. That could get a career-ending reaction mm-hmm. if he played it wrong. Do you know what I mean? I think right. that it was just mm-hmm. enough of a change that, A, it fits Andy's sensibilities. So it wasn't something completely out of bound. Andy was probably not going to have a problem with that kind of change or his production team because they're basically all of the same right. ilk, the same mind. And I think yeah. that it was serviceable enough where it wouldn't derail from anything. However, you're right exactly. because I think that working with someone like Tarantino means you are consenting to a Tarantino atmosphere. And I don't know that that is the most healthy place to be. It might be worth it come award season, you know, and that kind of thing. But I also think that it, that Mm -hmm. the reputation is not one that we see this newer crop of kind of millennial directors that are trying to kind of create a different, more open atmosphere. Um, I was reading this thing about this writer's room right. where, um, oh my, it was like on the new Looney Tunes or something like that. <laughs> and they were talking about how they don't 
shut down any ideas. They don't compl- like they don't try to embarrass anybody or say, you know, that sucks or anything like that. They said what they do is they put it I on the pile and they say keep so me over my own intellectual property to ever be well, that but- open. <laughs> This is what, what, but this is so. This exactly. This is what they were saying. Is they were like, we don't shut down the bad ones because the good ones are going to push it to the bottom of the pile, and they'll just know, you know, that that idea wasn't good mm-hmm. enough. This idea was better, okay. you know, that kind of okay. thing. And so, I think yeah. that there are sometimes advantages to that. There are sometimes disadvantages. Thankfully, this was a project where I think that that worked to his advantage. I don't know that he's going to get away with that on any other project like he couldn't have done that to link later he could have been like right, you know i think right. my character richard would have been like um i think you can go home <laughs> so, so exactly yeah. right yeah so yeah that's interesting to think about that but no like about that yeah no yeah i i I would I totally appreciate open sets and like co- um collaborations and stuff but i I think it's just me, the writer in me gets my back up when I hear that actors want to like change whole fucking aspects of stuff. Oh, I'm playing a bad guy, but like, can we redeem him? No, he's the fucking bad guy. Or I'm playing a really good guy, but like, shouldn't he be like more like an anti-hero and like, you know, twisted inside? No, that's not who your character is. Like everybody is playing their parts in order to make the story move. So, but I, I think if, I was a head writer on a show or on a movie or whatever. I think in order for you to bring an idea to me, it have to not completely destroy the story. And I think like you said with Hecklin, the idea that he brought to Andy was just kind of like Andy being like, okay, that doesn't really disrupt anything. So that's fine. He doesn't have to be a douchebag. He can be slightly (laughs) irredeemable. And we'll put a fine point on that through, um, What's her face's speech? I forgot her character's name, but I have her real name Sarah. down here. Kristen. Kristen Milanotti. Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Because um, Niles, but, wait, because Niles is Styles, and then Derek is Sarah. Y'all are so tired. We don't we multiply, girl. Steric out the way. <laughs> Y'all are so I ridiculous. There are moments where I miss this movie so much, but then y'all pop out out of nowhere being so messy where I have to be like, you know what? Oh, we know you want to jump here. in this pool. Come dip your toe, baby. Come dip your toe in. You good. The water is fine. <laughs> Girl, like, I have lately been seeing like a resurgence of Steric on my Tumblr. And just it. like it's been making me real nostalgic, but then I then I started remembering steric fights with other with other ships, and I'm like, I'm this going on. <laughs> they still going on, girl. They still going strong. Girl, nothing beats, nothing beats a ship war. So like ship wars are everything. <laughs> you will spend up four o'clock in the morning cussing people out. We blogging, making essays, just going in yes. to let people yes. know you will die with this ship and you will kill sure every will. other ship around you. Like ship wars. Well. Oh, it's just the greatest energy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love them 
quotes about ship wars is everybody, when you're in them, everybody's always accusing the other of being toxic and complaining about how toxic the environment is. When they, when everybody knows this is the best fun they've ever exactly. had. Shut up. <laughs> That's why I said y'all would be y'all would be really pressed if all of a sudden people just started liking Scott McCall. Y'all wouldn't know what to do with yourselves. You don't have no one to fight with. What? <laughs> I was like, all you have now is to like Scott. What? What's Girl. that like? <laughs> Girl. I will rise from the dead if there is a Scott McCall <laughs> resurgence of energy. Girl. I will pop up so quick. Be like, does somebody say Scott McCall is not a bad friend? <laughs> She's going to take these earrings out. Wait a minute. She's gold. Oh, my gold. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, nope. I will say... Laura, what were we talking about? Oh, I was like, I know he, what he was doing. He named him Niles. Oh, also, just quick shout out. The woman that played his girlfriend. I don't know her real name, but I'm going to find it out. And I'm going to follow her on Instagram. I love her. Do you watch Search Party, Jess? Wait, wait. Are you talking about the girl that played his his, his girlfriend on Palm Springs, Tyler Hecklin's character? No, no. Uh, that's girl from Spring, uh, 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 Everwood. No. Um. Oh my God, Archie Riverdale. Riverdale. God, yeah, she's the girl from Riverdale. Um, no, but the one oh, who played Andy's I'm girlfriend. Yeah, that's the girl. Yep, the girl who played Andy's girlfriend. Oh, the one that played Missy. Yes. Yeah, I don't know who she is. Oh, she is fabulous. I absolutely love her. She's in this show called Surge Party, which you would love. Meredith. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Meredith Hagner. Hagner. Okay, Meredith Hagner. Hagner. Okay, I'm gonna find her and follow her. I'm in love with her. So, um, there's a show called Search Party. It was on TBS, but now it's on HBO Max, and it has Alia Shawkat. And then, um, did you watch? Okay, Search Party. Did you watch Four Weddings and a Funeral, the Amazon one, the newest one? That had the girl from Game of Thrones in it. I was. It was actually pretty cute. And then I just didn't. It was actually pretty cute. Yeah, it's it's very much a British show that was shot in America. But anyhow, the guy who played Duffy is also in Search Party. (laughs) Um, uh, John Early and then Jeffrey Self are both in Search Party as well. But anyhow, it's a fan fantastic show. It's a very dark comedy. And oh, girl, it's wonderful. Oh, Search Party. Okay, I just I just googled it. I remember seeing the trailer for the current season coming up and thinking, oh, that show looks really good. And then I googled it and I was like, oh, wait, they're on season yes, three or something. But it's it's they're all half hour episodes, and so it goes by fast. So I would one hundred percent recommend that you watch Search Party. I think you'll love it. It has just that kind of humor that you love anyway. But uh, the girl. Uh, Meredith plays mm-hmm. Portia in that and she is just pitch perfect it is so good and so um, I loved her in this and she's like speak Australian to me <laughs> it was just so cute she's like wait what? <laughs> love love loved her um, I really enjoyed oh and so what I thought was interesting though is that most of the people we're just kind of terrible people. So what the effect, one of the kind of a, a, a supposed negative effects. So if we have Hecklin kind of advocating for his character, 
And then Camilla is just mm-hmm. kind of there to cut a check because her character was nothing. Seriously. And they, I mean, for yes. her to have kind of been the victim of everything, because really, and I, I, I thought it was so interesting mm-hmm. that they chose to give the Sarah character that element because like that's her sister it'd be one thing if it was like oh this is my best friend and my best friend's getting married but like this is your sister and you slept with her fiance the day before their wedding like girl you should be a monster and so when we don't really get the effect Mm -hmm. of who Tala is to be like, does Tala know that Abe is a cheater? Does, you know, does she care? She's just kind of like, whatever, you know. And then even when she does get told, she just cries. And then right. she gets her teeth busted out. And he's like, don't worry, we found someone to glue your teeth. And she's like, thank you, daddy. And it's like, who are you? I don't understand who you are. I I will say I agree with you. I felt like Camilla had absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to do um, in the story, which was a, a, a complaint right. I had about it. But I uh, also what my complaint is, too, is that they should have switched her and Kristen's um, characters. Like, Kristen was great. She was funny. She was very sweet. But I didn't feel like she necessarily brought anything to the role that I don't think Camilla could have done. or and, and I think Camilla probably could have done it better because, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, she, she's, she's, she's a little prettier than Kristen. And watching really pretty people self-destruct right. is always, like, very entertaining for people. Yeah. And watching pretty people attempt to be gross, grossly funny as well can also like think of Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, like 90% of his movies are garbage if they're not right. MCU movies. And and it's taken a while for people to figure out why that is. And it's because he should be doing comedy. And the reason, yeah. like the biggest reason he's so funny, and you know, in addition to him having really great timing and you know, um him understanding humor and jokes is that he's incredibly good looking and mm-hmm. you don't expect that from him. Right. And I think Camilla could have. I think Camilla I think has timing, job and she has chops. I think that that's so interesting because yeah. it really does tie into Camilla was almost kind of a trophy in this. But again, I would have liked. It was really kind of weird seeing that done to her without seeing the effect of it and even at the end when Kristen is or right. when is yelling at Abe and she's like you know don't mess this up and he just kind of laughs like how like oh, mm-hmm. I didn't just sleep with you last night and then she's like no really he's like oh okay mm-hmm. I get it you're serious and I was like what what is that and she's just sitting next to him like, <laughs> you know and so yeah I do think that that would have been interesting right. plus we know Andy loves them Latina girls I was very surprised that he didn't marry a Latina woman but I was like I guess so <laughs> but um I just realized that yeah oh my god I don't know but um oh yeah so a lot of people are I guess there was a um <laughs> Someone says, sometimes I forget what a good dude Andy Samberg is. And then a clip like this, which was the clip from the movie. That's what most people were talking about, uh, the gay and bi. And then it says, or the one where he gets grossed mm-hmm. out by his interviewing, suggesting more gay jokes for Holt. And I was like, all right, sir. Well, thank you. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for putting that out there. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just, there was some, there was this through line. Oh, so one thing I did miss that I'm glad happened is um, I missed that Sarah had apparently texted Roy with what she was doing. Cause I was like, did they just leave Roy in this loop indefinitely forever? But apparently he has the science now. So if he wants to do it, he can go and do it too. So like, all right, thank you. But see, my hu- okay. So how my husband explained it to me because I thought I understood multiverses and then no, I, I needed to explain it to me. Uh, first off, anytime J.K. Simmons shows up in anything, I'm here for it. I just adore I'm him. Here for one hundred percent. Right, J.K. Simmons can do no wrong in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband was just kind of like, "Oh, Roy's showing up, and he's going to take." Niles to the cave and leave him stuck there. I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And why doesn't he know him? And I thought it was the next day. He goes, it's a multiverse. He's just like, uh, the Niles and Sarah that got busted by the family staying at their house, they made it to the next day. But Roy is still reliving the same day. So he's on a different level, a different multiverse. So he's interacting with a different Niles and he's going to take that Niles to the cave. And I was like, oh. Oh, but I don't see. I don't even think that he. Oh, I don't know that he necessarily needs to take Niles back to the cave because in that in this new scenario, Niles never went to the cave, and so I think that um, right. Well, actually, no. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is how I kind of we talked about this on the Discord too because I was like, if you think of time kind of as a flat line then you think of that day as a bubble in that line. And most people go in one side and out the other. But what Andy did was he went like this and just in a circle mm-hmm. around and around and around. And then finally the blast is what blew him out the other side so that he could keep going. Right. However, everybody during that time right. is basically diegetic to that day. And so that's why their memories don't change. That's right. why everything is new to them because this is just a repeating day. Because I said what actually probably would have made a lot more sense is that when Andy jumped out, everything should have been 30 years later. He should have jumped out 30 years later. Mm. But then you think yeah. about that's what I thought was going to happen. Exactly. And so I'm in that I'm kind of wondering like, oh, maybe that's why they didn't show anybody else. That's why they showed this new family who had rented this house or whatever, this Airbnb. And so, um, but right. yeah, it's very interesting to think about. There have been some uh, pretty good interviews. I just haven't had time to listen. <laughs> I'll be real with y'all. But, um, <laughs> oh, and so I guess Andy did a, his own kind of uh, photo shoot for GQ. And, oh, this is a little baby. Okay. I can't believe he's a dad. That's wild to me. <laughs> but, um, oh, and so, um, oh, do you think that the grandmother was also in the loop and was just hanging out? I see she knew something that lo- that old lady knew I think something so and I don't know if she was 
stuck in the loop or if she was some sort of entity that created the loop and um, decided whether or not they got to leave or, or had to stay. Mm-hmm. But she definitely knew something. And there, there was definitely a winking at the camera or at the characters about her. Oh, yeah. And that's what I think so, too. I think that she was in the loop. I think she was in her own, um, you know, just kind of. I think, okay, so <laughs> this is getting deep in the woods. But I think that it was a geographical phenomenon. I think there's mm-hmm. something about that site. And if you happen to happen upon this cave at the right time, then you get stuck in this loop. But it is specific to that place, which is why they were seeing dinosaurs, because at some point, you know, the time just kind of all folded on each other. And so I think that she's in the loop, but she's also very content with it. She's like, you know, I get to go to a party every night. I get to eat what I want. I'm not going to (laughs) die. You know, just get to have fun. And so I'm like, all right interesting lady. Let me tell you how I so, would not be bothered by being stuck in a loop. <laughs> right. Pretty much. I love that. Here, actually, I need to check. I need to fact check this. Someone said that Andy Samberg's dad is gay. Hmm. And so they... While you do that, you mentioned that the joke his character Niles makes about Hecklin and that w- being woo! looking related is and then the fact that but wait, the minute I saw them together, I was like, y'all need to stop. These are siblings. That made me laugh so much. And then I didn't understand Jerry being Hecklin's brother. <laughs> I didn't fully understand that. And they that was just kind of thrown away completely. Wait, who? Jerry, the black dude. <laughs> Evidently, that was their brother. He was Jerry Sheaf. That was supposed to be his yeah. brother? Yep, no. his, he was Jerry Sheaf. <laughs> and I was like, your name was Abraham Trent <laughs> Eugene Sheaf. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Or Sheafin or whatever your name was. Um, so evidently... It said that he said um, evidently it was part of. I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm looking at these different um, things, but he did a stand-up set, and he was like, "I first suspected my father was gay when I asked him to pick a number between one and ten, and he was all, 'I'm gay,' <laughs> which is total sampering." I love it. So I'm guessing such an Andy Samberg story. And I remember there was an SNL skit where Jonas Hill was dating his dad. Do you remember this when Jonah Hill was dating Andy Samberg's dad? It was like a digital short. No. It was so good. I'll have to link it. I remember being obsessed with it. And I think they like hardcore make out too. And the thing. So, um, yeah, I right. So I think his dad might actually be gay, which would explain a lot about why he's just like so cool. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, cool. Ah, that's hilarious because you got one of right. two ways that you could go. Oh, and so again, another Teen Wolf, some more Teen Wolf nonsense. Her name is Tala in the movie, mm. but people, some people read it as Talia, and so they're like, he's marrying Talia. Yum. <laughs> Go to the corner, all of you. I was, I can't. Y'all are just too, 
this is why Jeff <laughs> This is why Jeff quit Twitter, made his IG private. He was like, I am not dealing with y'all no more. He said, No more. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's made him quit Twitter will forever be my most favorite. Oh, thing. the best, the absolute best. I I love it so much. He had a tantrum and then left Twitter because people were like, "You're homophobic." He's like, "I'm gay." It doesn't matter. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, really quick on Hepburn and his is. Not necessarily his character, but Hecklin is. This is the smallest I've ever seen him, and it was so odd, skinny. He looked a little sickly. Yeah, yeah. So whatever is like going on, because, and then his head too big for his body. The weird thing, though, is that he was extremely sculpted in like the shower scenes and everything, and I was like, you. You need all of this. I would rather you eat like six sandwiches and then, you know, and you can just still be sure. Like you didn't have to wax for this role. There were so many things that he did. And I don't, I understand that he's having issues with his beard right now, (laughs) but I'm like, you could have just filled that in, homie. (laughs) Like just fill it in and call it a day because you, he did look a little sickly because then his eyes, when you have all that flesh, then his, and then they put him in that Mm -hmm. weird tan colored suit with white socks. See, I like the suit. The suit looked good. I didn't notice the pants were too short. And so you instantly (laughs) saw the socks. And I was like, like, ooh. I didn't mind the suit, but yeah, that was rough. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the way he looked in it. I don't know if I'm used to like Teen Wolf body heckling or or not, but this is like the smallest he's been, and it small. just didn't seem to work for him. He's still very good look. He's still very good looking and handsome, man. Mm-hmm. But it was just very, uh, it didn't suit him right. well. And I know he's, you know looks this way because he wants to is he he's on like a special diet and also he doesn't want he doesn't feel the need to have that much weight on him he doesn't have to carry it for a role but it just it just doesn't it, i don't know it, it he still looked good um and he still was sculpted but like it just didn't suit him well well he's he's, he's doing he's, this he's a better as a bulkier guy He's doing this aging thing, which just, he's what, 33, 34? I think he's going to be 34 this year. And he is just, he might even just be 33 this year. Because he was born, what, 87? He's still a baby. So yeah, I think he might be turning 33. He should not be aging in this way. And um, uh, uh. His brother seems to be fi- Tanner. Lord, I was about to say Hunter, and I was like, "That ain't right." Uh, Tanner seems to be, you know, aging along just fine. And so I don't know what's going on with Heck. And you, well, you know, I thought it was stress, but I'm like, at this point, sir, what do you have to be stressed about? Like, you should just be out there living life, which it seems like he had, but he has also just completely cut off. And so he has just gone, except for this, these few things on uh, Instagram for the BLM movement. He's just been super quiet. So I'm like, all right, dude, I don't know, whatever. But, um, yeah. I think wild. he's like, 
I think he's in a weird transition period, but I also feel like that transition period for him has been going on since forever. Like, you know, I think Hecklin enjoys acting. It is a cool gig to have, and it allows him to do certain things, but I don't think he has a passion for it. And so he kind of has this odd... Do I want to keep doing this? I have to keep doing this. Like, if I'm going to keep doing this, I should be doing this. But then he does. Then he also doesn't want to get stuck playing like shit roles or get trapped you know who in like he, some Teen Wolf uh, esque um, show again, where he ends up working people he doesn't care about or likes anymore. So I think he's just all over the map in his mind. What was that singer Summer? What's her Summer Walker? Is that this new girl that sings? Yes. So I think he's like her. Mm-hmm. Summer Walker loves to sing. Summer Walker can sing her face off. Summer Walker hates everybody. She hates right. the fans. She hates the executive. She oh, hates yeah. She wants to sing. And if she had her <laughs> way, she would go back to singing in her mirror and be happy for the rest of her life. I think Hecklin likes acting i think he loves acting i think Mm -hmm. he wants to get better at it i think he wants to write and he wants to do stuff. i think he hates everything about the politics and the exposure that comes along with it and i think that it's a contract that he begrudgingly has signed Mm -hmm. and he is doing the bare minimum but i'm like there's because we we've had these discussions before about tyler you have this fan base the supernatural boys Supernatural could say, hey, we want to film a movie and they could get a GoFundMe mm-hmm. and they would have the movie financed. They would have it shot and then they would have it distributed all on the strength of their fan base. I was like, you have the potential to have that mm-hmm. ty- type of fan base, Hecklin. And Hecklin's like, I don't want it. I just want to act. But I'm like, you can't mm-hmm. you can do one without the other, but then go do theater. You know, I mean, if that's going to be it, but then there's, there's just, right. I think that he's right. too scared to do that. I think he's not secure enough in, yeah. in his ability to do that. He needs a second take. And so I just, I feel like he's just kind of stuck between this rock and a hard place, but I'm like, bro, you, you, you're putting yourself there in, in a manner of speaking. Right. I think he has so many options and I just don't know if he just doesn't see these options or if he's right. just scared to take them. But it's very interesting. Well, two things on that. Well, first off, um, yes, all that about Summer Walker. But However, what people forget is that she has been open about having a social anxiety disorder. Like, that's why Summer yes. Walker hates everyone and doing everything and why she just wants to right. say. Like, she's made it very known. <laughs> I don't like crowds. I don't like people. Like, I don't, I, like, you know, I want to be famous without life. the fame. <laughs> like, right. if exactly. I could do, yes, if I could do that, I will do that. I think... Um, the thing about, cause Heckle is not the first, he's one of many of, uh, other actors I hear who are kind of like the same thing where they want to do this thing, but all the politics and fame that come with it is the, is the part that makes them want to back off. But if that's the mm-hmm. case, you need to fucking be Keanu Reeves. Cause everyone knows Keanu yes. Reeves hates the politics and hates the fame of it, but he's managed to make it work to where exactly. he to do things he wants to do and still act, but also keep all this other shit at arm's length. And that's because yes. he lets everyone know 
I am not accessible yes. and I am only approachable by fans who are respectful. But other than that, like I will continue to go out and live my life. And this acting thing is also this is separate. From mm-hmm. that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like, it's, but you and, have to communicate yeah. that. And I think some people are so scared because that's one thing that exactly. we, we talk about that with Dylan is Dylan made it very clear, especially when he was with Brit, he was like, you know, my personal life is my personal life. <laughs> and what I put online will be for y'all. Right. And so that's kind of how it came to be. And people they're like, Oh, why are people harassing him online? It's like, no, he expects that. That's part of the contract that he signed. He was like, you can harass me here, but I don't want to see you in these streets. You know, if I'm having dinner, don't come up to me. <laughs> You're exactly. Like, exactly. Okie dokie. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think actors like um, Hecklin who get their backup about the whole situation hasn't figured out how to manage yeah. that. And what they don't figure out is that how you manage that is just saying it and being stern about well, it. Like... Which- just being like they tried this kind of passive aggressive technique and this made me laugh a lot during the everybody wants some promo you know it was heckling with like six dudes and it was so strange because he really tried to put himself like the leader of the group and there were a few people that did look up to him as that but then there were a couple of people that just were like whatever i'm just doing my own thing i'm grown whatever and not in a malicious way but just in a like oh that's nice Mm -hmm. And so um, Hecklin went on this whole thing about, oh, nobody talks to anybody anymore. They're all just in their phones all the time and nobody has casual conversations and blah, blah, blah. And I don't like social media because it's and just all this stuff. And so but in the meantime, you would see him constantly on his phone, constantly, you know, texting and like just really avoiding to be in his phone. And so finally, it was Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. And he was like, oh, I don't care. I just don't want people in my business. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I was like, heckling, just say that. Just say exactly. that. I don't want people in my business. Right. And bam, end of story. That's all you have to say. Because now I know I don't need to be in Wyatt Russell's business. And I'm not. And it's fine. You know, exactly. but trying to spin this narrative um, when, so there was one year for uh, uh, Glenn why am I forgetting his last name? I love him. Glenn blonde boy. Um, he's a, he's, he's a ham. His whole family is hams. Glenn. He was in the setup with Zoe. Deutsch. Uh, set it up with Zoe Deutsch, the Netflix movie. Glenn cheese, Louise. Oh, Glenn. Thank yeah. you. Glenn Powell. Powell. <laughs> Girl, we was going to get there. I love him. But he's he's a complete ham. But he always has this huge birthday party. So one year, um, Hecklin went. And uh, when he got there, every so Feels Prosteric had made this Christmas picture of Hecklin decked out in, like, tinsel and everything. One of the people at that party found that picture and they sent it to everybody else on the party. <laughs> and so they all had it as a background on their phones. <laughs> they sent it up. And he was just like, but that was just like, because they know that you be up and like, this is how you be, sir. And just like, let it be known that that's how you are. 
and that you just would rather be left alone. Like, just say it. People aren't going to be mad at you because that's a pretty mm -hmm. standard request. The only time I have issues with right. um, celebrities turning away fans is at fan events. You know, if you're at a premiere or something, or you're doing something yeah. specifically for work, yeah, you need to engage your fandom. But if you're just out, you know, walking Absolutely. down the street, you can, you Absolutely. have the right to be like, not today, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, one of the many reasons um, I loathe Jennifer Lawrence is because I saw her do an interview <laughs> once and she was blatant about how she, um, she's rude to fans on purpose and public because she doesn't want them near her. And I'm like, okay, that's a step too far. Exactly. Uh, little miss. You don't have to purposely be rude, but you can just be like, Hey darling, I'm eating right now and I'm out with my family or my boyfriend or you're just enjoying some me time. So I'm not really going to sign in your autographs exactly. or take pictures right now. Um, or just, or you simply just be like, you know what, let me finish my meal or whatever I'm doing. And then maybe you know, I'll, I'll come, I'll, I'll come find you or whatever. Exactly. And then run out the back door. Right. Who knows? But like for her to really think it's funny, or because she was telling it in exactly. this kind of amusing way. I forgot it was like one of those actors on actors yeah. kind of things. She was talking to another actor. Forgot who it Gina was. Rodriguez. But she was just kind of like, no, I'm an asshole in public. I am mean. I've like let people know, and I'm like, bitch, no. Like this is why people can't stand you. And I think Heckler exactly. thing is also he he doesn't see that there's a happy medium. He feels like he either has to be a complete total asshole, which he doesn't want to do, but he also feels like. Um, the other side of the spectrum is completely give yourself up as well, which he also doesn't want to do. And I'm like, you know, bro, there's a middle. <laughs> there is a middle and there is a middle where you can be happy and comfortable. Like you need to call Keanu Reeves and ask him how he does. Call it. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, like people will step out of the way. People will fight you if you try to go and bother Tom Hanks at dinner. They're like, no, Tom is eating. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, let me tell you how I absolutely love that the entire world loves Tom Hanks yes. and will fight people over this man. You. Like, remember, like, I don't, I don't know who that lady is who just recently got busted with the whole MC stuff, but all these conspiracy theorists and conservatives are out here talking about how Tom Hanks' name is on a list of pedophiles, and the whole of the internet was like, I wish y'all would. I wish you Thank would. You. So my man's <laughs> up in this. It, it must be Tom Spanks. You must have got it wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> you know Tom you Hanks is... You read that name wrong. When Tom Hanks sired Chet Hayes and got away with it. <laughs> That's when you knew Tom Hanks had influence. Tom, you know Tom Hanks is the king of all. When he done sired Chet Hanks, people go after his son, but the minute people are like, yo, ain't that Tom Hanks' son? Hold on for a minute, homie. He don't claim him. No, don't no, do this. Don't do this. No. Okay, because it's nurture and nature. Okay, and nature. Let's talk about his Like, no. You ain't going to do it. Don't do it. Don't play with me. Don't play with Hanks. I love when Hanks was, because Hanks oh, was one of the first real. ones where he was talking about some about, there was, someone was asking him about some sort of black reference and he was like, oh yeah, um, oh, I think they were like, do you know what a bid for is? He was like, oh, boar? Oh yeah, when I was down with the brothers in Oakland, we used to throw that. I was like, what? Yes, Excuse me, Tom, how to play stage. 
He was like, what, boy? Yes, I remember that interview. It was for Tour Story 4. Yes! Ciao. No, and it was him no, and Tim Flynn. It was him perfectly. and Tim it was, it, They were doing press. Yes. With him and Tim Allen, they were doing press at Toy Story <laughs> 4. And you can see Tim Allen sweating once the black dude started asking black questions. Because he asked Tom Hanks something about space. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, when I lived in Oakland, and blah, 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 this is that you've been for. I was like, sir. <laughs> that dude born up with the brothers. He was like, oh, what, you mean born? Yeah, me and the brothers, we used to sling that. that. I was like, oh, I excuse me to Oakland, and I should have remembered. Lord that. have mercy. So you know, because you know they got uh, Rona and Australia, and everybody was like, "Oh, you better be okay, Tommy." And so recently, for his birthday, they went on a trip to Greece, and so people are like, "Why are you see traveling during the pandemic?" And someone mm-hmm. stepped in real quick. They're like, "Um, he has dual citizenship. He has his own place. It is sanitized. They make sure he is on this private flight. They know what they do." I was like, "Y'all better." stand down for Tom Hanks and I ain't mad about it <laughs> so like you have a perfect Bam. example of how to do it that's all you need to do just be casual yes. be cool remember that people are people and some of them are crazy but that doesn't mean that everybody's crazy and for the most part if you just tell them right. what you what they want then you can kind of do whatever you want. You know, it's just like, it's, it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, 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 oh yeah. I know. And that's what makes me frustrated with Eklund and other celebrities like that, who are like, I don't know how to have a career and a personal life. It's not that hard. It really is not. Mm-hmm. Most people understand boundaries and want to respect them, especially if they're a fan of yours. So like this whole, I don't know how to do both, but I also think Hecklin has some like career issues because I, I don't think he knows what he wants to do. And I don't think he feels like anybody's going to give him that opportunity (laughs) to do anything that he might want to do. And it's like, well, Dude, you're a good-looking white man who is actually a pretty decent actor in Hollywood. You can do whatever you, you know, want to do. What's also kind of interesting to me about him is, so Dylan is really out here making moves. When he was in New York uh, last year, he went to the um, Uncut Gems premiere. And I know he uh, made friends with Lakeith mm-hmm. Stansfield. His mama follows Lakeith. <laughs> and I'm like, I need that. I need whatever that is to keep going. I need that to keep progressing. But mm-hmm. um, he met uh, Adam Sandler. And I'm not a huge fan. Of, I heard that movie was great. And it's actually on Amazon or one of those. So I'm going to watch it soon. Just, I think it's Hulu. I it. It's actually surprisingly very okay. good. I still hate Adam Sandler. But I just, yeah, exactly. And so that's why I'm because I'm going to say this and I know I'm going to get judged for it. And I, I understand 100% completely. <laughs> I did not mind that murder boat, murder trip movie on Netflix where it was like the fake Agatha Christie one with him and Jennifer Aniston. I actually kind of enjoyed it. So I was just like, I knew it was stupid. Go to the corner, Stacey. I know. Go to the corner. I know. Face the wall. I know. And sit in time out I'm so for sorry. five minutes. I'm so sorry. You need to, you need to apologize. <laughs> However, every other one of those movies 
I just refused and I couldn't stand. So, but I heard that this one was good. So he was at the premiere. So Dylan is making connections and, you know, he's worked with Spielberg and he's, he's done these kind of things. I never see or hear of these connections that Hecklin makes. And so when he gets cast in something, it's exactly. like, who do you know? And who is putting you in the, I feel like they're coming to him instead of the other way around. And so I wonder about kind of what his networking is like, because right now he is resting all of his laurels on Superman and Lois. He's like, I am part of the CW verse now. I am Superman. The end. <laughs> Period. <laughs> right. He does that. He'll get a project and chill and then something happens with the project it ends or you know it gets canceled and then he like is drifting in the wind for a while or you he he, well no he'll chill on vacation for like the longest for like a year just seem like he's like yes Exactly. And just live off of conventions. And then it's like he realizes, oh, shit, that's right. I'm an actor or money's running out or something or this rent is due. And he's like, oh, I got to pick up a gig. And then he'll remember to call his agent. His agent will call and shop around and look for small parts because Hecklin doesn't want to take on anything too big right now. He's still in vacation mode. Like he just Mm -hmm. like he frustrates me because, like I said, he has so many windows and doors open to him and it'd be one thing if he didn't if i didn't think he was talented but i really believe heckler's a great actor yes there are things he can't do and um he obviously limits himself but he doesn't actually give himself the chance to go out there and do those things so and spread his wings and test his limits and so it just seems like a waste and it's frustrating I think he's gotten so much better. And I think even if you look at the progress from everybody wants some to another life, or it might be afterlife. I can't remember what it's called, y'all. To mm-hmm. um to this movie. <laughs> when Hecklin has long right. kind of swaths of things to say, he can get kind of caught up. I think he gets too in his head about it. But when you get him and something that mm-hmm. is his element. So like when he walked the very first scene, when he walks into the thing, he does this really cute thing where he's like, Oh, stop, stop, stop. And he's like, no, no, come on, give me some more, give me some more. And it was just like this really kind of like, Oh, that's you. And I feel like I, that's the part of mm-hmm. you that I get. And that's the part of you that I want to see. But then later when he's like trying mm-hmm. to do the Coke and you're just like, Hecklin, do you want to be here? What's happening? What's what's going on in that head of yours? And so I think that he has definitely improved. I think he has the potential. I just don't know that he doesn't have the desperation for it. So he doesn't have the thing where it's like, I need to, I yes. need to get this right outside of it being team sports adjacent. You know, so he's like, I want to land this line yeah. for the team for the movie instead of that I want to do the best that I can do. And so it's, it's very, yeah, it's interesting Mm -hmm. kind of seeing that growth. And then also his projects don't seem to have any cohesion. So it's like when he, when he gets cast in one thing, you're like, what did you see that you cast Hecklin in this? You know, who, again, who are your friends? Right. (laughs) Like, how did you get, 
afterlife like did you audition for that was it a katie sackoff thing what was it that kind of brought you into this fold who do you know and i don't know it's just very interesting what i'm super interested about now and this is completely off topic but uh, richard linklater is <laughs> you know once everything settles is supposed to be doing this new movie that's going to span 20 years um and it has like Ben Plant, Ben Platt, and Beatty Feldman, and uh, Blake Jenner is supposed to be in it. And so uh, Helen oh. apparently still follows Blake Jenner um, on Twitter. I don't know that he ever followed him on Instagram, but a lot of people were like, "You need to unfollow this dude," which was actually very funny because people were like, "Dylan, you need to unfollow Ansel Elgort," and he just did it. And <laughs> we were like, "Oh." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but Hecklin has not followed Blake Jenner. So. And so I'm wondering, kind of, he never really said anything during that time. And we were really waiting to see if he was just going to kind of pledge allegiance to Melissa during that time. But it was just radio silence. Mm -hmm. And so as superman starts and supergirl comes back i'm like are you going to say anything i'm wondering what's going to happen to blake jenner are people going to remember because i don't think the internet's going to let anyone forget which is actually probably a good thing in this matter because <laughs> i'm like no nah, you need to sit down homie right i'm, I'm like you I'm almost, you messed with her career kept his nose out of that because <sighs> like i I expect that. I oh. expect silence from him. Like. And, um, well, so, but this is kind of the issue. So then we have Blake Jenner on one hand. Then we have Ryan Guzman acting a hot mess. <laughs> First off, I thought that boy had disappeared Same. into the ether. Like he Same. should have. So what is he doing? And then evidently he's, he's being a mess. He's been on 911, which is at Ryan Murphy show. But then he was like, first of all, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Ryan Guzman, I knew, was always like, "Hey guys, my name is Ryan Guzman, and you know, I really love volleyball and a siesta, and you know, hanging with me familia on the beach." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, yeah, so you know, me and my shawty." Da -da 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 -da. And I was just like, "What are you doing? <laughs> when did you start talking like this?" And he was like, what? "Knowledge is power, you know. What, what is high? What is?" High? Yeah, what is higher learning you know this is all about peace and love and tenderness and it's just like what what where did this come from and what does this have to do with your wife saying the n-word it's just like yeah me and all my friends we drag each other Stop. all the time and blah 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 and so i'm like so then i'm like heckler i think he's still, but i think him and heckler fell a while ago after that um do you remember that landlord issue that he had <laughs> where ryan got him up in that mess? yes <laughs> I was like, you see, that was oh what God, was yeah. like, all right, we, let's put pause on this. <laughs> okay, but, so all of that is to say, the old guard on Netflix. <laughs> My first transition was real oh, wait, nice. On, but real this quick. was quick. Like, yeah. Hold on, real quick. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all right, hold on real quick. I just had to say this about palms. Yes. <laughs> we didn't properly finish. Okay, loved it. 
Loved it. Um, I think it's this generation's mm-hmm. Groundhog's Day, which is great because there's there's a lot that you know, just oh, like oh you know, gosh. the Avengers is this generation's Star exactly. Wars. Like you know, oh, uh, we have different reincarnations of stuff, and I'm I'm fine with that if it's good and if it doesn't necessarily rob from exactly. It was an homage. It was an homage. But anyway, through and through. Yeah. It felt like, and I enjoyed it. I loved the little love story. Um, my like only issues, like I said, were about the two female leads mm-hmm. in the movie. Camilla had nothing to do, and I also think she could have played the part of Sarah a lot better than uh, Kristen. Nothing against Kristen; she was great, but um, I understand why they were cast in their roles. I did enjoy seeing Heckling in it. Um, that was mm-hmm. a surprise. When the trailer dropped and he was in it, I was like, excuse me. And it's just like you said, like, who do you know that found you and casted you in this? Like, just that was just he, a really strange turn of events. He went to Sundance with them. Kristen, the co-star, wasn't even at Sundance with them. So I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> How was uh, people? Oh, dude, right. Gallagher. How's Peter Gallagher not at Sundance, but you were? You know, I thought that was such a weird turn, right. but I, I, okay. whoever you're telling. Um, right. I will say there was a the love story aspect of it. I didn't completely buy, and I didn't feel was one hundred percent necessary. I know, in terms of it being a rom com, um, I get that that was mm-hmm. you know the part of it. Honestly, they really could have just been friends. I it, like even if they just did the whole thing about you know let's yes. get it out of our system, yes. let's sleep together, but really we're just kind of homies. Mm-hmm. I didn't fully buy his "I'm in love right. with her" thing because what it felt like is he was extremely yeah. lonely, and she was the only one there that could relate to him. Yeah, and so I didn't see it really yes. going on outside of the wedding. I didn't feel like there was enough evidence. However, I was willing to hand wave it away because it was very entertaining. And that is probably my biggest complaint about the movie is that there are elements to it that, um, you know, I have issues with, but I was willing to hand wave it away because it was still enjoyable. Like, I didn't necessarily want them to be in a romance. Um, yeah. I would have liked more if they just were friends. Um, like like you said, uh, it just ca- it came across too much like he was lonely and she was just there and she was a mess mm-hmm. and needed someone who believed in her and he was that thing, but he only believed in her because he was lonely. And like, yeah, so it just didn't come across as like this big epic yeah. romance. Right. Um, but again, I, I was willing to hand wave it away because it was enjoyable. Um, I hand waved away uh, uh, other aspects of it too that I've already mentioned. Um, I also ha- had to hand wave away the fact that Andy Samberg kind of played him like he was a depressed Jake Peralta. <laughs> it, he didn't feel any different from <laughs> being Jake Peralta. You know, I did just really, really, really sad. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I was here. For yeah, it. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, like you said too, though, there were predictable elements to it. Um, the first time she woke up and she looked at the bathroom and the shower was going, I thought she had just left the shower on or some mess. But her her look uh-huh. was really weird. The second time it happened, that that's when I caught on. And then when she whispered right. to the, in the sister's ear, I was like, "Got it." 
already figured it out. And then my husband's like, what, what did you get? I was like, well, wait till the end. But he like halfway through the movie was like, oh, okay, I got what you got. Mm -hmm. I understand now. However, even though that was predictable, the aspect of it, I thought was amazing. Right. The fact that the worst thing that this girl has ever done, she had to relive every single yeah. day. Which is why she was so much more desperate to than Andy Samberg's character mm -hmm. to leave. And, and having like really thought about that, had they switched protagonists, had she been more of the protagonist than Niles instead of them sharing the story, I felt like it probably would have, the story would have exactly. been a lot Yes, I agree. Because even when the, the time that she was gone, and I would have actually liked to see her wake up a couple of times during that time and really have it hit home like, this will not be my life. I have to fix this. And what we kind of got was, oh, I'm calling people right. across the world and I have this endless budget where I can buy <laughs> C4 <laughs> and just all this stuff. <laughs> That was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm here for it. So I enjoyed it. Highly recommend. I know at the time, I it there yeah. was something that was a little bit melancholy to it. But I also think that, I think that it's just kind of fitting. And I think with everything going on now with uh, the uh, quarantine and all that stuff, there's that feeling of being isolated, even if it's within a time loop was very real to everyone so I mm -hmm. thought that worked but it also made it where I was like oh my god okay we have to get to a laugh you know and then we did and it was fine so right. <laughs> but yeah one second I have to move okay. my lamp here I'm, I'm gonna take a quick bathroom break but so yes, I want to do order. a bathroom break <laughs> <laughs>